Hello, Karen. Hello, Megan. Hi, listeners. Podcast listeners. We're recording in a new space again. In the hopes of escaping the sounds of Nicholasville's traffic. We don't know how it's going to go. Yeah, we haven't tried pre-recording or anything, so y'all are getting We don't do that. No, no, no. no. We wing it. So, hey, this is the Witch's Magic Murder (laughs) Mystery Podcast. I'm Kara. I'm Megan. I'm so happy you're here. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so I have a story today. Oh, yeah? Is there anything we need to talk about first? Um, I don't think I'm, so. I'm rocking a little bit. Wobbly. I think I just need to be careful want... not to move. No, I think as long as I don't rock, I should be fine. I was going to say, do you want to put the cows underneath the <laughs> Okay. Okay. So this story, I have had this on my list for a while. I don't think anyone sent it to us. I think it was just like something that randomly came across my newsfeed. Mm-hmm. Every time I looked into it, I was like, it's a weird story. Okay. And I would have expected there to be a lot more information than there is about it. Oh, that drives me crazy. When yeah. So it's a little bit shorter than I had anticipated, but I also think that we have plenty to discuss right. yeah, when it yeah. comes to this one. So I'll just see what that is. What is that? It's, it's a ghost. It's the trash witch. She's back. Oh, what if she just followed us over? <laughs> I've missed her. I don't think she liked our last place. No, I don't think she didn't. Mm-hmm. She didn't like the sounds of Nicholasville. No. I mean, this building is... It was built in 1921. It was the first town hall and a jail and a fire department. So it's definitely haunted. Town hall during Prohibition, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Mm, amazing. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yep. Go All for right. It. When Colorado native Joshua Maddox disappeared, his family wasn't super concerned. Okay. So it was May 2009, the day before his 18th birthday. Okay. And he told his sister, he's like, hey, I'm going to go for a hike. I'm going by myself. You know, and, and that I wasn't didn't think anything. Of no, that wasn't anything weird for him at all. He loved the outdoors. Okay. He was kind of like a free spirit They're kind of guy. Him coming mm-hmm. and going. When he didn't come back right away, they were like, uh, you know, maybe he's just like gone off to find himself because he kind of talked about doing that. Tree. Yeah, he kind of talked about doing that sometimes. Like I'm just going to sort of take like he's off. He's going and, on a walkabout. Yeah. Oh. Basically. Okay. And where it was just before his 18th birthday, I think that uh, played into it too. They're like, well, he's 18 and he's just he's decided in a midlife to midlife crisis. Yes. <laughs> um, they were like, maybe he's just escaping from the world a little bit. It wasn't something that seemed so out of character that they felt like they had to freak out right away. Okay. Like it seemed more rational to be like, oh, Josh is just, he's fine. He's just be back. doing his thing. Yeah. Oh. So let me tell you a little bit about Joshua. He and his family lived in Woodland Park, Colorado which is about 8,000 people. Oh, okay. And it's located in Pike National Forest. Ooh. He was a sweet kid, super friendly. People liked him. Also really- How most of our stories like this turn out. I know, gosh. You were such a good kid. They never say like, everyone hated this person and they were happy when they disappeared. No one says that. (laughs) He was also really musically talented, a singer and a musician. I think he wrote songs. Okay, pause. Most of the people- that go missing in your stories do have something to do with music. Bands. That last guy you told a story about was a... Oh, yeah. He was yeah. in the band. What if aliens really want musicians? I bet they do. I bet Wouldn't you? It. Yeah. Because yeah. what if they're not good at it? Maybe I'm just particularly drawn to stories like that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so it's not aliens? Uh, I mean, I can't rule them out, okay. honestly. Okay. In this case, I probably can. Oh, but okay. in um, others, don't know. Okay. <laughs> so um, he did really well in school. He was fun. He had plans for the future. Like, he wanted to make something of himself. Oh, okay? okay. Joshua's parents were divorced, and he lived with his dad and two sisters at the time that he disappeared. Okay. So, I go to music festivals a lot. So, if you guys go to music festivals, 
to me, Joshua sounds like any number of kids, teenagers that I've seen at these festivals. Oh, yeah. Just like free-spirited, mm-hmm. friendly, chill, loved music. Doing all the things. Yeah. Isn't overly concerned with what other people think. He's just right. going to live his life the way he wants Outgoing. to. Yeah. He also, he talked about wanting to go on this big adventure in the mountains and just spend some time in nature. Oh. So I'm telling you all this so you can see why when he was right about to turn 18, his family thought, well, he's just decided to go so, on his adventure. Oh, okay. You know? Now and he didn't say he's going to be gone for so many days when he was talking about that adventure. They just no. figured, well, and I feel just like gone. From what I'd read, I got the impression that it was just sort of like, someday I'm going to do that. Oh, okay. And they're like, well, I guess that's what he's going to do. Oh, sounds good, bud. Now, two years before this, when Joshua was about 16, his older brother, Zachary, died by suicide. Oh. Josh and Zachary had always been very close. And of course, his death had a profound effect on Joshua. Right, for sure. He hadn't even realized just the depths of his oh. brother's depression. And they were super, super close. So it's just sad. Yeah. Of course it would be. Um, he turned inward a bit after that, okay. as anyone would, right, I would sure. think, just to deal with losing his brother. Oh, that's so sad. So here's a quote from Josh's dad. I buried his older brother two years before, and it was so difficult on Josh. When his brother died, it pushed him over the edge. It was a big shock for the family and a big shock for Josh. He thought highly of his older brother. Mm. It's tough as a parent. You try to raise your kids, and when they get close to 18, you think they're pretty much grown up, but they're not. They still need a lot of help. Mm. And I mean, that's so, so true. Oh, yeah. Like, this whole thing where you're an adult at 18. No, you're not. Please. You're not. I mean, I'm, I'm barely still an adult. Not an adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. Help. <laughs> I'm getting, like, a crash course in adulthood right now, mm-hmm. and it is, I do not like it. No. I, I would 10 like, out of 10, do not recommend. Yeah. I'd like to stop, please. I think this probably also played a part in why his family gave him a little space at first when he disappeared because yeah. they knew he was still dealing with yeah. Zachary's death. They just wanted to let him work through it. Maybe he just needed to get away. Right. Plus, he hadn't really seemed like anything was wrong before he disappeared, and they didn't have any reason to think that anyone would want to hurt him. So it's like if he's gone, there must be a reason. Yeah. And let's just let him sort it out. Okay. You know? There's a part of me. That really loves and appreciates how his family was like, we know our son mm-hmm. and we're going to allow him the space that he needs. Right. Especially after what happened two years previously, they're not like smothering him. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they're also all dealing yeah. with Zachary's death still. Yeah. That's probably something that you never get over. And that's not to say that they didn't try to find him in mm-hmm. those first few days. They reached out to his friends, neighbors, other relatives. They were just like anybody that might know anything, mm-hmm. like if he'd mentioned that he was going to take off or whatever, and no one knew anything. Okay. They checked homeless shelters and overpasses and places where people might turn to for shelter, but he didn't, they didn't find him anywhere. Oh, okay. So after five days go by with no word from Josh— they're like, maybe we should just go to the police Ooh. because it seems like by now yeah. we should have heard something. Okay. The problem is, like I said, he just turned 18. <gasps> oh, gosh. So he's considered an adult. <sighs> yeah. So the police are like, well, he's 18. He's got the right to go off and do whatever he wants. Oh, no. And the thing I hate about this that I know I say a lot is like, his parents clearly weren't alarmists. Yeah. They weren't just running to the police yeah. the second he disappeared. They yeah. gave it time. They yeah, did they the were thing. Like, right. They waited. Yeah. And they checked in with friends and family. They Right. This it wasn't like their first move was to go to the police. Yeah. They did their and they know him. I always get frustrated when police officers like discount the fact that they don't know the person mm-hmm. missing and the family does oh for sure they're the experts on that missing person yeah. so let's listen to what they're saying okay because you know their life story okay, yeah great. 
It's like they know their kid. They knew something seemed off about the way he'd vanished mm-hmm. without getting in touch, but the police just didn't take it seriously. Oh, no. They did the basics. They took the missing persons report, but they just didn't seem to investigate it much. And this it's left. such a small town. Yeah. So. Play telephone. I don't. There were some articles, of course. I don't know how, like, they were, like, medium articles, so they were just written mm-hmm. by people like me. But they yeah. were like, the police did nothing. And I don't know how accurate that is. I don't know right. if we can say they did nothing. Right. But it just didn't seem. There weren't any big obvious, like, search party things. Yeah. Like, nobody's out walking a grid looking for Josh, That's you know? That's crazy. This left Josh's parents feeling like they were alone in their search. His dad didn't want to move from the house they were living in. Like, years went by, and he's like, we have to stay here so that if he comes back. Oh, it's like on Finding Dory where yeah. they leave all the shells. Yeah. Oh, well, and like. The Granger-Taylor story. Remember how yeah. they stayed and they left his room just the way it was and everything? Yes. Oh, gosh. And I'm I think... I'm trying to compare it to Finding Dory. <laughs> little fish missing. You're like, it's okay, okay it's the same this, concept. Remember this human <laughs> that actually was alive. This <laughs> one's not Pixar. But, like, that's how I would be, too, I think. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. I don't... If they come back, this is where they're going to come. Yeah. So, we have to stay here. Right. I don't want them to think that I forgot them. Mm-hmm. Seven years go by. Oh, my gosh. And there's a builder named Chuck Murphy. Okay. He was working on a cabin he owned that was about two blocks from where Joshua Maddox had lived with his family. Now, Chuck's parents had bought this cabin back in the 1950s. It had once been the site of the Thunderhead Ranch on Rampart Range Road. Wow, that's a lot of (laughs) cars. It was an infamous dining, drinking, and gambling complex in the 1930s to the 1950s. That was a hot spot. Oh, yeah. It was owned by Big Bert Bergstrom. Stop (laughs) it. It keeps getting better. So it's like... Please just repeat that name. Big Bert Bergstrom. That's Mm -hmm. really great. Yeah. I like that a lot. It was an illegal gambling and prostitution den. Oh. Now Big Bert got arrested. Oh, he did? And by the FBI. But the jury found him not guilty. Oh, they did? Mm Mm-hmm. But his whole establishment got shut down. Oh. And then Chuck's parents bought it. Oh. Okay, Chuck. So Chuck's brother had lived there up until he died in 2005. And after that, Chuck had just sort of kept it locked up. It was kind of used more for storage than anything else. Nobody was living there. So he went by there every now and then just to sort of check on it. Mm -hmm. At some point when he was going by there, he noticed that there was like a bad smell. But he also knew it's abandoned. There had been animals getting in. Yeah. So he just thought there was like dead rodent or something. But now it's 2015. It's been 10 years since Chuck's brother died and seven years since Joshua vanished. And Chuck's decided he wants to tear down that building. Remember, he's a builder. Right. So he wants to tear down the building and put up like a multifamily building that he can run out of space. Yeah. Workers start tearing it down. They get to the chimney. Mm -hmm. When they start tearing down the chimney, that's when they find the source of the smell Chuck had noticed. What? There was a mummified body. (gasps) Inside the chimney. Mummified? Mm-hmm. The body was curled into a fetal position, head down, knees over its head. There weren't any obvious injuries, no broken bones, no bullet wounds, no knife marks on bones. They did an autopsy and pulled out some dental records, and that's when police had to notify the Maddox family that Joshua had been found. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's so sad. This whole In time. a chimney? Two blocks from their house. (gasps) Yeah. So Josh's sister, Kate, posted an online tribute after her brother's body was identified. So here, I'm going to read that. Okay. 
Since Josh was 18, it has been reasonable to assume he may have decided to leave town to start a new life. As one of his two older sisters, I have always chosen to believe that this was the case. I have expected Josh to return home to my father's house at any time with a wife and small children so they can meet their grandparents and two aunts. Josh has always been known for his musical and literary talent, so maybe we would find him playing music with a band on tour or catch him writing successful novels under a pen name so that he could keep his preferred lifestyle of solitude in the woods. Oh, gosh. I also see totally, like, hanging on to that and not idea. Yeah. Like, he's out there. He's having, yeah. he's living his dream. Yeah. That's where he is. Not second-guessing anything. Yeah. Oh, Okay, so how and why did Josh yes, end up please. in that chimney? So please. like I said, there was no obvious cause of death by looking at the physical condition of the body. Yeah. According to the autopsy, Josh had died slowly, <gasps> either from dehydration or hypothermia. Oh my gosh. The thing here to remember, when I read more about it, it's kind of like they'd ruled out everything else and were only left with Mm-hmm. dehydration or hypothermia okay he would have died from one of those things before starving to death because starving to death takes weeks so he would have died from dehydration first right or hypothermia because they said that the temperature in may 2008 dipped into the upper 20s how do you know that somebody died from dehydration when they were a mummy though when you find them the whole thing is that there was nothing else right there were no oh, yeah, that's true wounds so to the body like well i guess it could be this basically yes oh my gosh so i don't i'm I don't know if you guys know. I'm not um, a doctor. You're I'm not even a coroner. I know. Not what? a medical examiner. I've read a lot of K. Scarpetta books, but I'm not I'm not a medical examiner yet. Yeah. Well, you're getting there. I'm working on my online degree a, right now. Make a certificate. <laughs> I bet you could be then. <laughs> but I don't know how certain they can be of that. Yeah. Because of the, it's been seven years and I know he was mummified. I don't know how much like. If he had been poisoned or mm-hmm. some kind of overdose, which I'll talk about drugs in a minute, but how much of that would have been left to find? Right. I'm not sure. Yeah. But they seem confident. I mean, his hair they, follicles could have still. They are doctors. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, they said dehydration or oh, hypothermia. Yeah. So we probably should stop speculating. I mean, <laughs> if they that. know what they're talking about. I get it. I mean, I guess so. I am just a podcast. They are the professionals. So. <laughs> Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all over mm-hmm. again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Kara and I received a couple of the products. Oh my we gosh. got a so exciting and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay, so I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally 
curly, wavy hair. So it was a huge game changer for me. It dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny, which I noticed immediately. Mm-hmm. I didn't even need to straighten it afterwards. And usually I do because usually I have all those wild like curls left over. Yeah. The wind power on this thing is intense. It's wild. Like I turned it up. I was like, let's play with these buttons. Okay. So it has three magnetic styling attachments. They're all amazing. You know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's going to be so tangled. Not with this one. Nice. And it's magnetic. So it's great. So right now, you guys, our listeners can get 30% off their first order at timobeauty.com. T-Y-M-O beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Menopausal and perimenopausal women, listen up. It's time to take control of your health and comfort and Winona is here to help. Winona is a telemedicine company for menopause care who believes that your symptoms are real, important, and deserve to be taken seriously. And for many women, this starts with hormone replacement therapy. Winona's HRT is made with plant-based, bioidentical hormones rather than synthetic ones, so it better aligns with your body to offer relief from hot flashes, weight gain, and other uncomfortable symptoms. 80% of women who use Winona find relief within just 90 days. So what are you waiting for? Get started today. Visit buywinona.com today to start your free visit. With free shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use code SPRING24 at buywinona.com for 25% off your first treatment plan. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A dot com for 25% off. Winona, menopause care made easy. Josh was tall and thin, and the coroner concluded that he must have tried to climb down the chimney and it had gotten stuck in there. If he'd cried for help, no one would have heard him because the cabin was so isolated. It was located in like an open field 50 feet back from the road. Rachel, I forgot to look up what that is in kilometers. It's 50 feet back from the road. Seven or so people. I don't know. And surrounded by tall pine trees. So ultimately, they ruled his death an accident. Oh, gosh. Josh's family has no idea why he would have been in the cabin. Right. Now, Chuck, the cabin's owner, Mm -hmm. he did not buy this story. He thought someone had to have put Josh in the chimney. For one, Mm -hmm. remember, he was found head down. So, like, who dives head first into a chimney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And how did he get up on the roof? He could just climb up on a roof. Yeah. Depending on the cabin. Yeah. There's a a lot of Did he have a ladder or a tree or, like, what? What's around? The chimney also had this steel thing on top, making it tough for Josh to climb down from the top. It was like a heavy wire grate, like a wire mesh installed across the chimney about one row of bricks down from the top. And it was meant to keep raccoons and other animals from being able to get into the cabin Mm -hmm. through the chimney. And Chuck is sure that that wire mesh was there and intact when demolition started. But the problem is Josh's body was found after they started taking Mm -hmm. the chimney apart. So the mesh wasn't there when the investigators arrived on the scene. Yeah. And the construction workers had already gathered up and cleaned up all the debris, you know? Mm -hmm. So they didn't know what to leave. They didn't know that any of that was going to be important. So since it wasn't found and examined, we can't be. We just, but you can't be 100% sure 
that it was there at all. Mm-hmm. Or if it was there, was it actually intact? Right. We don't know. Yeah. Chuck insists that it was. Okay. But I don't know if he just assumed that it was. Right. Or if he actually How saw it. How often did you go and inspect your land or your property? Police had their doubts. The lead investigator said, we looked at photos and we talked to Chuck Murphy about his memory of the chimney's construction. And we took everything into consideration. And we still have no evidence of a homicide. Hmm. Police said the steel mesh could have disintegrated over the years due to rust and corrosion from the effects of rain and snow, or a chimney sweep may have removed it. He says, nobody saw the metal mesh. We didn't see it in any of our photos. It may have disappeared. So that's the problem there. We don't know if it was there or not. Just to keep going as to other reasons, it's a little suspicious. Okay. When his body was found, Josh was only wearing a thermal shirt. So nothing else? His clothes were found inside the cabin huh neatly folded so how did he get upside down in a chimney <sighs> exactly exactly so if he was climbing down the chimney and got stuck how did his clothes make it further into the cabin than he did right it's also interesting that the clothes were there the entire time and no one had seen them but i also don't know like when chuck would come by and check on the cabin who knows if he even really like maybe he just like made sure the door was locked or right. peeked in the windows yeah Maybe it was a mess inside and you wouldn't notice yeah. clothes laying around. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he thought they were his brother's Who knows? Right. Had property before. Yeah. Another thing, a large piece of furniture had been moved. It was like a big breakfast bar. They said a big wooden breakfast bar had been taken off of the wall and moved oh. over in front of the opening of the fireplace from the inside. Oh. And no one seems to know when that was done. Was it like that? So sure. He just tried to make a bed up in the chimney. No. So what we're saying here, Kara, Josh went inside the cabin, took off most of his clothes, Mm -hmm. then went outside the cabin and climbed up onto the roof, then went through a steel grate to climb down the chimney, a chimney that he would have presumably noticed was blocked on the inside when he had been in there taking off his clothes. Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody does that. Yeah. Or he took his clothes off, blocked the chimney and said, looks good, walked outside, climbed on the roof. Slid down. I just, I just wondered what it would look like from the other side. So yeah. I thought I would just do that. And why I wanted to see if it blocked everything. And if I wore clothes, I wouldn't fit through the chimney. So I gotta go. What? It's worth noting here, because some of you may be wondering, that Josh's family said that he did not do any drugs, and there were no signs of illegal drugs in the autopsy report. Okay. It's always possible, like I said, that the advanced state of decomposition made it difficult to detect any drugs. Mm -hmm. I think I said that too fast, so I'm going to say it again. (laughs) (laughs) It's always possible that the advanced state of decomposition made it difficult to detect any drugs. But, I mean, if his parents say he didn't do drugs, I believe them. Yeah. The coroner took a second look because of all these questions, but still determined there's no foul play here. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, but, like, the coroner has no other evidence to go on. Like, it's a weird... That's what it comes down to. ...scenario, but there's... There's no physical evidence. Right. So can have all this. There's no signs that he was... Like, I don't... I What? Yeah. Like, we can have all these theories and speculation and everything, but there's no physical evidence to go on. Yeah. So, how do you even start? Huh? There was a rumor... That someone around town had bragged about killing Joshua. Oh, no. There was a Reddit post about this. It says this. I went to high school with this skinny, dorky hippie named Andy who played guitar in a band. 
I was, of course he was in a band. I know. I was never good friends with him or anything, but a year or so after I graduated, one of my good friends, Josh, started hanging out with him and then went missing. Last I heard, Andy was telling another friend, yeah, me and Josh have been spending a lot of time together. We're planning a trip to New Mexico. And in the same thread, the original poster also explained how Andy swore to have put Josh in a hole. <gasps> but that's weird to me. A hole in that a you chimney? call a chimney a hole. I mean, it is, I Like, guess. maybe through the hole of the top of the chimney? I get, yeah. But, like, why wouldn't you just say a chimney? Yeah, and did you put that up against the chimney so it wouldn't slide through? I don't know. Did you kill him before you put him in there? I don't know. Did you even kill him? Were you even there? I didn't do any of it. No, no, so. no, not you, Andy. <laughs> Allegedly, Andy. So let's talk about Andy. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. We know nothing. We know nothing but what Reddit told us. <laughs> Reddit he, tells us a lot. <laughs> and we can't believe a word. No. He'd grown up in California, graduated high school, and then just started moving around a lot. He also had a criminal history. and But that may or may not have anything to do with Josh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in 2009, Andy was staying with his friend James in New Mexico. And his friend James took care of a disabled man. One day, James goes to take a shower, and when he gets out of the shower, he finds the disabled man dead, (gasps) stabbed to death, and Andy was gone. Andy was later found and arrested, and he also ended up confessing to another crime. What? The murder of another woman in New Mexico, and also a burglary in Florida. Oh, my gosh. So, he's a good guy. He really Mm -hmm. is a good citizen. Not terrifying in the least. No, he takes care of his friends. What? But police couldn't place Andy... In the area at the time of Josh's disappearance. There's also another rumor about a different person, but police said that that person was too small to have put Josh in the chimney without help. Hmm. And there just wasn't any physical evidence that anyone had been there besides Josh. So if anyone else was involved, they hadn't left any physical evidence behind. It's unclear how long Josh's body had even been in the chimney. Right. So that makes it difficult to nail down like a timeline. And the thing is, I know this sounds like I'm being a little judgy toward the police, and I am, but I do get the investigator's point here, just like what you were saying. Yeah. There isn't any solid physical evidence to go on. They know it's not a natural death, and they don't believe it was suicide. So then they're left with accident or homicide, and they just haven't found anything that says another person was there at all. Oh, that's so crazy. The coroner acknowledges that there are still questions. And it's just kind of accepted that we may never know exactly why or how Josh died. Yeah. For what it's worth, Chuck Murphy remains convinced Josh was murdered, either forced up the chimney alive and trapped there and Mm -hmm. left to die, or he was killed and he, his remains were placed into the chimney to hide them. I'm going with the second because if he was put there, I mean, this is disgusting. Medical people field medical field people like tell us if this doesn't happen, but don't you like leak fluids and stuff when you die? Don't well, you, like, I don't know how where he was mummified. How long had he been there? Had that stuff evaporated? Because that would have all been part of the yeah, smell. But you right? don't think like blood would have like pulled and then like dried up and gotten nasty in the bottom of the chimney? They did say the chimney was full of like soot and ash and stuff like yeah. that. So I just don't know. And they didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know either. I don't know enough about decomposition after yeah. seven years, especially in a chimney yeah. environment. I don't know. I don't know. I'm surprised that he was mummified. Yeah, I am too. But I think it must just be probably a matter of like the atmosphere in Colorado right. and the sea level and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Then the the temperature. Yeah. And the fact that he was protected from the elements inside the chimney. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 
That's it. I mean, that's the whole story. I know. I was really hoping to find more like, I don't know, like there were people who had something against him or he had some enemies, but there was nothing like that. Yeah. But I can't think of any reason why he would have climbed in the chimney. No, like how did he without if like without scrapes all over his body and like broken bones from like falling that far? Even if you think, okay, he'd come in the chimney, he'd, he'd been in the cabin. Yeah. And accidentally locked himself out. And then he was just trying to get back in. Like, yeah. why would he have exited the cabin with no, with Close just a shirt on. on? Yeah. It's very strange to me. Unless he did and he was putting that furniture up against the chimney to keep the elements out, like keep it from being cold. Maybe. But was there no evidence of like trash? Had he been... Like, did he eat anything? Did he move, like, in the bathroom or the bedroom? Like, wherever? I don't know anything about I wondered about that, but the none of the articles I read mentioned anything like, you could tell someone had been staying there. Like, none of that. So, I think they would have mentioned it if they were like, it appeared that he'd been living there for a while or something, but there was nothing like that. But to be that close to home, right? you would think that you'd just wander back. So either I don't know he was just there alone, and this was just like some really horrible accident, and there's just some weird random mm-hmm. sequence of events that yeah. landed him in that chimney, or someone out there knows exactly yeah what happened and why he was in the chimney. Yeah, it's like that episode I want to do about that guy that jumps off a roof or supposedly jumps off a roof. Mm-hmm. Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Like the he's like the first episode of Unsolved Mysteries or something on Maybe. the reboot. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's the story. How, how is that Maddox. it? How, I know. Like what? I think it's so sad. I can't imagine living with all the unknowns. No, that's so sad. So scary. So sad for his poor family. I would just have to cling to the thought that he was dead when he went into the chimney because mm-hmm. I hate the idea of being that he died slowly. That's terrifying. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh. Gosh. So yeah, you guys. Wow. Um, let us know your theories on this one. I'd love to see some discussion either on the Discord or the Facebook group. Also on our medical opinions. Let yeah. us know how right we are. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and only how right yeah. we are. We will yeah. take no dissenting opinions. Right. Thank you. Thank for your time. you so much. <laughs> also, wanted to give you guys a heads up. If you're in the close friend circle in the Janets, you've heard me talk a little bit about this on um, oh, our yeah. Instagram. Life is a little irregular for me it's at the moment. chaotic over here, guys. It's insane. So just taking it in strides. <laughs> our posting schedule may be a little wonky for exactly you know the next the next month. Probably yes, just the fine. remainder of the yeah. summer. Getting the kids ready for school and just yeah. doing life and doing all the things. Yeah. I hope to be settled before yeah. the school year starts. Yeah. I guess just if we have a Tuesday or a Friday where there's not an episode, just, just bear with us. It'll we're, happen. We're not gone forever. Yeah. We'll be back. Uh, if you're on the Patreon, don't worry. We'll make sure you get your content mm-hmm. uh, no matter what. But um, or if you're a Spotify subscriber. Otherwise, just like I said, don't be alarmed. Yeah, it'll and happen. At some point, things will return to normal. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We'll get there. Yeah. The, I think that's what they love about us, though. That's true. There's nothing regular, they, normal. They love us. that my life yeah. is sheer chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys we love just, that, really? Do you all love <laughs> us for us is all that matters. Mm-hmm. She <laughs> likes me for me. <laughs> 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 okay, we love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>